God doesn't make the world this way. We do. You really feel normal. You really feel normal. What do you seem to understand? What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You're Locked In Here With Us, a Watchmen podcast. I am your host, Blaze Hopkins, and for our full discussion tonight, I am joined by my cousin, Garrett Hopkins. How is it going, man? It's going pretty good. I probably should be working on the two make or break grad school projects that are due on Friday, but instead I'm here talking about Watchmen and I couldn't be happier about it. So I'm I'm doing really good. It'll all work out. Worst case you walk in Friday and you slide out of there just like Louvre Man. Oh shit, hopefully not. But... <laughs> I might need to. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, At the moment, I'm definitely full, full on. Might have to slide out like Lube Man status <laughs> on both projects. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, we can. Uh, uh, this is going to be an interesting discussion tonight. If anybody listened to the instant reaction, uh, obviously this is going to be our full dive into episode four. If you don't like my story, write your own. Uh, very much a table setting episode. I, th- I have. Now that I've had, I've personally had more time to digest everything that kind of went down in the episode. Um, I think I came away from it liking it a little more than uh, after it. I just kind of felt a little confused or I was just sitting there trying to process it all. uh, Because Chris and I literally jump on here uh, right after the episode within 5-10 minutes to record that. So... We were both pretty perplexed about everything the episode gave us, and it certainly left me still with more questions than answers. And uh, I think that this was, uh, to to kind of dive more into show themes, uh, this was sort of the episode right before they're going to crack the egg open. And I think we're really going to see... Uh, this story start to break open. Uh, up to this point, we've been getting these little tidbits, and the show's been really fun. It's given us a lot of background so far. It's built up this world really well. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel pretty well informed about this world and the current state of it and what's going on. And uh, I feel like I have a good grasp on just this bubble kind of of life that we're experiencing and these characters and I am definitely itching to see it all unfold because I am excited but um, I, I was fine kind of with this episode I'm looking at it as hopefully the calm before the storm if that makes sense uh, but what did you think what was your kind of overall feelings towards this fourth episode yeah I, th- I think it for the sake of the show, it pretty much has to be the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I did listen to your episodes or your episode this morning uh, with you and Chris. Nice. You guys did a good job, but I had sat on the episode 
okay. for a, a day after thinking about it, and I listened to you guys talk about it, your instant reaction right after, and I was definitely a little surprised about the tone that you guys, you know, were talking about it with. It, it wasn't necessarily negative, but you just weren't too excited about the episode, mm-hmm. and I get why, because at this point we want answers, um, but I, I think it's important to remember that this is just the fourth episode of hopefully a long-running show. And, I mean, I know Lindenloft said it might just be like a standalone season or something, but I, outside of, like, Game of Thrones, most TV shows are about at the same point, four episodes in. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not going to have major revelations. We're still meeting characters. Yeah, absolutely. And And like you said... I think at this point we know a lot more about the world and about kind of the state of politics than we do about the actual plot, which is a little frustrating. Um, And it kind of, it does at the moment feel like a little misstep in terms of the the writing of the show, just because we keep, like I, I saw the first season of Lost and I know people love that show, but I got sick of it because it was just like question, sure. answer by question, answer by question, and you just and I from what I heard it just kept going that way, and I was like I can't I can't just do this for six seasons. Um, I don't think Watchmen is going to ultimately be like that. I do think that it's going to pop off pretty quick, and that they're building to something very specific and very planned out and determined. But at the moment, it it does kind of feel like that you're answering a question with a question, and that's. In a way, I think that's it is kind of a lazy way to tell a story. Um, okay. In terms of, I, I I'm not saying Watchmen is a lazy story, but I just think it's it's like a cop out. Like you can sure. always just keep keep extending that mystery. It's easy to create a mystery. It's hard to create an intriguing intriguing mystery that has an ending so you know in every story they always say like you want to start with the ending so you have a a really good ending and then work out from there Mm -hmm. so one of uh stephen king's stories i think it might be i i don't want to i would have to look it up but it's he wrote a book that got a ton of bad publicity in the 90s and people hated it because it was a murder mystery that never got solved so at the end of the the book it it never had a true conclusion and people like say it's one of his worst books even Mm. though he said that was his plan you know from the get-go so i think Mm -hmm. even if it's your plan to kind of just build this massive mystery um you, you have to have some payoff eventually and i think we'll get that but at the moment it it seems like Lady True, who I'm, you know we're going to talk about quickly here. It seems like she's obviously going to be a, a huge character, yeah. And she was just kind of like injected into the plot line that was already very confusing and mysterious as it is. So now it kind of just like e- extrapolated and is exponentially growing more and more ambiguous and confusing as it goes along. Which yeah. at the moment I think is a detriment to the show, but. I think I think the payoff will since, be big. Yeah, since everything else has been so well done, I am going to give them a full nine episodes before I make any sort of judgment about how the show has been portrayed or written or directed or conceived. I just think that it's 
been too purposeful and and it's despite the story it's just been produced really well and it's a great looking show the music is perfect the characters were so well chosen and created mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna miss on this i think i think again, I, I, yeah so ahead. i think that um you're definitely right and i think that lindelof as a showrunner and show creator and somebody who likes to uh make kind of craft these shows that are about bigger questions and very big uh kind of stories that deal with very existential things i think he has learned to give his viewers credit at this point and i think he recognizes that the internet the minute after an episode uh ends will run wild with every single connection possible to every little uh detail within the show so i think that that is definitely a factor in this. And I think that he knew from the moment that we saw episode one, you know, people were going to have all of these crazy theories, whether they be about Dr. Manhattan, about Ozymandias, um, the, about the plot and sort of what was going to unfold. So I have no doubt I'm with you. I think that uh, it is a very calculated setup because I think as we saw halfway through the show, uh, I think we kind of saw who our, uh, I won't call villain, but antagonist is going to be in Lady True. And I have a lot of new thoughts. I'm excited to kind of dive into this because I have a, this episode, after thinking on it, I have a lot of new thoughts and kind of uh, a new outlook on where the show is going. Okay, yeah, I, I like how you put it, honestly. I think that... Maybe he is trying to. He knows viewers aren't stupid in this yeah, day and age. Right. And that it's Maybe a, he's it's a trying to fan base. Like there is a yeah. group think where I might co- I might connect through being you know person A might know as a history major that so and so's name or so and so's reference to this could possibly leading to this, but then person B might be able to add on to that like oh well this little detail actually like backs up your point and I think he respects his viewers enough and it's almost like a a bigger challenge for him as a creator like to come up with something uh original and mysterious yeah i think that is a great way to put it i think that i hope that's true um i loved game of thrones and i actually i don't want to discredit myself completely but i didn't think the final season was you know as bad as everyone thought um it was definitely rushed, not going to get into that, but I think a huge, like, that show really suffered because by going into the end of the final season, it was like you knew just because of the internet, you knew it was going to end in, like, one of five ways or something like that. Yeah. Like, you knew how the endings were going to be. People laid it out. You have all these nutty people on Reddit who figured out every possible solution so you're not watching to be surprised you're watching to see you know which of these solutions it's going to end up becoming so maybe by just making (laughs) a story or telling a story in a way that is impossible to predict the future and see where it's going we're not going to find out what happens until it happens and if that's what he's doing then that is it's really impressive and i honestly can't think of any other shows that have done that and have like created or have found a way to kind of thwart reddit in a way if yeah i feel like reddit is usually who figures it out first um and that's one of the reasons why i 
do kind of say off Reddit because I, at the end of the day, I'm a fan of a good story and I don't want anything to be spoiled for me. I actually try not to guess what's going to happen. I want the story to unfold how the the creator of the story wants it to unfold for me. I don't want to be, be smarter than the TV show or something like that and, yeah. and figure out a plot point that... You know, maybe I shouldn't have known, but sure. Like, if it turns out that Will Reeves is hooded justice, I don't think that there has been anything in the show that has really. You know, there's been subtle clues that maybe if it turns out he's hooded justice, looking back on it, it would be fun to like put it together. Like, oh yeah, you know, they put those Easter eggs in, but I don't think that like without Reddit you and I would be talking about him potentially being hooded justice. And I feel like that might be a, a th- something that the showrunners don't necessarily want in our heads yet. And if he, they do go that route and he is hooded justice or, you know, whoever, I think it was brother Knight or whatever. Um, I think it was meant to be a surprise. It wasn't meant to be something that we were supposed to figure out yeah. on our own um, before we got there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I definitely am going to hit you with some of this new speculation. Some of it is stuff that stood out to me personally. Uh, I'm not going to really get into too many details. I'm going to keep it surface level for that reason, just because uh, what's the fun in, you know, kind of throwing a I'm thousand a- every possible outcome at you. But yeah. I think that there are definitely some interesting directions the show could be going that are... Um, based on some of the stuff we saw in this episode so so it's yeah it's a double-edged sword for me because there are especially in a show like this where it's interesting to break down it, it it factors in like it does factor into breaking down the episodes and you know what they give us but at the same time yeah things can go a yeah. little overboard sometimes right but i mean there's there's always going to be somebody smarter than you out there who understands the plot a little better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's beneficial to kind of have that extra assistance of like, you know, I'm not a I'm not a movie expert or a professional script writer or something. So it's like sometimes people are able to make those connections for you a little bit that at least personally for me, where it's like, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, looking back, like there was this theme throughout it that makes a lot of sense and kind of ties this element of the story together or something like that that I, I might have missed otherwise but it's just when you get into actually like figuring out the plot secrets that it turns me off a little bit from all that mm-hmm. but that said i still love to hear the fan theories and just knowing about the possibilities of what might you know be happening soon uh yeah. it, it makes me even more excited for the show so it's it, it, it's definitely a double-edged sword and i'm okay with with hearing some of the more either realistic or likely or some of the more kind of like funny or wacky scenarios that might be out there cool well uh i say we dive in then yeah let's do it so the episode opens with a very unique and interesting scene of a family on the farm the clarks and this is the first time we finally meet lady true uh basically she just shows up in the middle of the night and um sits for a meeting with this family and basically is uh has a very interesting you know 
cocky attitude, she gives them a couple minutes and presents them with a uh, baby that she's already made, and it is biologically theirs. And basically, she says, take this and $5 million and give me and sell me it, uh, your land and your house for it. And they agree. And uh, she clearly knows that whatever that thing was, uh, was going to crash there. It's why she wanted the property. And uh, presumably, at least the way I took the scene, was that this definitely was in the past. And wherever that thing landed is where the Millennium Tower eventually was built from. Uh, and... Yeah, it was pretty interesting. The uh, episode, you know, opened with some pretty strong Superman vibes. I don't know if you picked that up. The family was named the Clarks. They're given this uh, baby out of nowhere, own a farm. And uh, there's also a lot of consistent egg themes throughout the show so far. Um, But uh, what did you think of the opening scene? I, I I really, really liked it, honestly. Me too. So I, I don't want to... I'll get into the scene, but I like how each introduction has kind of been a little different. I like love it. Yeah, card. same. That's just one tiny thing. But yeah, I think, if anything, I wish Lady True was introduced a little earlier. Mm-hmm. She's a really interesting character to me. And I think she is... She was just presented so well in in the true Watchmen theme. Like, she's very likable, in my opinion. She's just super well put together and is kind of funny. You know, she made the joke about, like, potentially killing the baby, just which I'm always down for, like, some baby-killing jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But, yeah, I, I thought it was just a really, really cool scene. I... I like. I forget. I meant to look up what song they were playing. I feel like it was like a Sonny and Cher song or something. But yeah, I forget. It's just like a cheesy '70s song. I, I'm pretty sure, maybe even like '60s. That is just a nice, happy song. And then she dropped the eggs, and it was kind of like, all right, well, that's you know, obviously the eggs just broke, so take that for what you will. But I thought that was just a yeah, really intriguing scene and it's like what better way to set a character up than you know she comes in and says oh no yeah i'm, I'm a trillionaire actually and yeah by the way i i cloned a baby out of your likeness so give take me it or property. i just have to uh dump it in the trash yeah basically because i need this property in exactly three minutes and then you know with 30 seconds left she's like well you have 30 seconds and then Obviously, they keep the baby, which you kind of always knew they were going to. And then exactly 30 seconds later, a fucking blue meteorite crashes out of the sky and lands on their property. So, And did you – so did you think this was in the past? Oh, it, it definitely right? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sh- – I assumed that was, like, pretty clear and that this is where she starts building that thing. Yeah, because I think it was – they kind of, like, faded over and it looked like it – I forget what the town is called. I should know this, but – it kind of it's like that's the town kind of developed mm-hmm. on their land like in the center of their land based around her presume it you know like influx of money into that community because for whatever reason she wanted to i don't know it, I, I feel like whatever it is it has to do with dr manhattan that's my theory at least just because okay. i think it was blue that it crashed and then 
she built like the i don't know it just seems like it came from outer space yeah dr manhattan seems to be like the big mystery at this point so i have a feeling that that's what i don't know if it was him or i i don't even want to speculate what it might have been i don't know if there's theories out there yet um but no i guess honestly the only thing that crossed my mind was like I, I don't even know how it really adds up, but that if that was, like, somehow Ozymandias coming back from space, like, however he escapes, like, it could be him crash landing. I don't think it made, makes, like, I don't think it adds up, but that's just, like, the only connection to space that I really had. Um, but, yeah. yeah, my other, my, I mean, Dr. Manhattan is the only other thing I really know. I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, I guess we don't know when the Ozymandias thing is happening, so it definitely could be him coming back i guess it and just she clearly to me, idolizes to me it also him. looked yeah to me it also looked bigger um than whatever he could build potentially and like launch based on the resources we've seen if that makes sense like yeah i'm not uh, you know i'm not too know, sure though. about what possible resources there are on this where sure, sure. this ecosystem yeah, yeah. that has like seaweed babies or whatever but yeah. I, I hear you i'm still um, really confused about his plot um yeah, I got we'll, more we'll to say there. about that, but we'll, yeah, I'll we'll, save it. we'll yeah. get there. Um, okay. But yeah, basically, like throughout the episode, she, Lady True, is essentially our focal point for this episode, and we learn obviously she's from Vietnam. Uh, she has a daughter who clearly is a clone of some type, or at least like a genetically created uh, child. Uh, based, you know, I, in my opinion, again, has to be based on what we saw from that opening and uh, all of the scenes we get just with her having the nightmare uh, that is something pulled out of history, not kind of a present memory that she has. And uh, this clearly is on purpose because she right. kind yeah, of has she... the IV when she sleeps and right um no she yeah i think she's definitely a clone and i was almost thinking that she was a clone of lady true um mm-hmm. or yeah. maybe like her grand because i forget wasn't there like some event in the vietnam war where there was like it's like the march like something about like <sighs> yeah so yeah i have to there think is, I, have to, I don't know the name of it but yeah there is some a similarly described event um and she was just like, yeah, with, you know, she wants her to remember that. So, like, I feel like, like Lady True... still I mean, hurt, yeah. Yeah, well, like, when she was younger, she was in Vietnam and had to... Yep. Do, she was part of that event that happened, and maybe she, for whatever reason, she, like, wants her clone daughter to remember that. So, like, she's... She has dreams about it because she is... I don't know, something, you know, I, I, those are the vibes I got, at least. No, yeah, I mean, this is where things, to me, like, this entire running plot and kind of the development that we got is now what has really brought me around on this episode because some crazy shit is gonna go down, like, and is already going down with cloning. Um, and the endless possibilities of all this stuff... And I think another key thing for me is knowing uh, how long, or at least that she has been involved with the area for a decently long period of time, if that makes sense. Like, with the, from whenever the opening scene happens to now. Uh, right. Uh, clearly, they didn't build that Millennium Tower overnight. Um, 
So I'm very curious to... I think that there's some crazy shit going on with the cloning. Oh, yeah. There, there definitely has to be. I mean, we're, we're seeing evidence of it. I don't... I, I'm just still confused. Mainly, I'm, I'm extra thrown off now that we have, we've like seen the cloning process a little bit. Yeah. Not necessarily. We haven't seen the process, but we've seen like where they how quickly just under, how just that there is the ability to to so quickly ha- make clones. Adult. Well, clones. to gr- yeah to grow them, but it's like are they growing? Is it a plant or something? Like it seemed like they were like growing underwater. Yeah, dude. I, I don't, don't know. even know. It was it was so bizarre. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to spend, like, too much time speculating on it. Yeah. I will say that was – I like weird shit. That might have been Oh yeah, my was... favorite scene of the show so far, of when he was just, like, picking up Fish the babies, room. tossing one. I <laughs> yeah. literally started cracking up out loud. Like, pretty yeah. sure I woke my wife up because I was just <laughs> – I was like, this is amazing. I His scenes get better and better and better every yeah. week. Yeah, and I mean, again, this is sort of Lady True is the focal point of this. So even Angela and Lori's stories, um, you know, we see that we knew the car got dropped back down and we see how Angela um, kind of gets tied into that and everything. And they essentially explore the only avenue for a <laughs> how a car could be picked up and dropped off, dropped off like that. And it is obviously through one of the uh, air vessels that the company uses to build the Millennium Tower. So that leads them there. And basically Angela's whole story like continues to revolve around exploring like her lineage and her past and ties to Will. Um, Lori also knows that uh, basically Will's, Will's DNA was the one found on Angela's car. And uh, the other thing is that the pills, Will's pills, are left in the car, which I think was an interesting little detail. Uh, just because, you know, he was purposefully extracted within the car, you know? Like, he clearly, as this episode showed, is working with Lady True in some form and connected to her. So, uh, he, I imagine he basically just, like, to her, was kind of like, oh, crap, I, I left the pills, but I think there's more going on there as well. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Don't worry. Is... Oh, wait until, wait, just give me like a, another minute or two. I'm setting all of this up to unleash some crazy ideas into your mind. Okay, so so my thing is at, clearly, I think even honestly before I, she said that she had bought Veet Enterprises, um, or whatever it is, I got the like right when I saw Lady True, I was like, oh, she's she's like the next, you know, she's the series Ozymandias or like yep. the main villain or whatever. Just how she was dressed and how she presented herself, and the fact that obviously she's now we know she's like a trillionaire, and the more we learn, the more we know she's definitely supposed to be that character. Yeah, which leads me to believe that she is ultimately you know creating some big event i don't know what it is a big event that isn't going to be good it might be she will think for, it, she will think it's good but. right and it might be for the good of mankind um but it's not it's ultimately probably gonna like be a bad thing that happens and right. so hang on so <laughs> the fact that will is now working with her 
just throws everything out of the window for me. So it's okay in terms of what I thought I knew about his character. I I thought that he was going to ultimately be like the Obi Wan Kenobi to Sister Jen's Luke Skywalker, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he was just gonna kind of be like a background character, not background character, but you know, just like a supplementary character who helps Angela go on her way and learn about who she is and she's going to be able to use her her heritage to kind of you know learn about who she is as a person and find an identity and now he's working for for what we know is a super villain maybe he doesn't know she's evil but this guy's he knows what's right and wrong and he can stand so there's obviously more to him than that's the thing that confuses me is is his uh involvement too because yeah the whole standing thing and then on top of that how you know we he kind of almost like mumbles it out at the end but he it basically is like clear he has to do something right he basically said he has like a couple days left and until like three days yeah he said he has three days and it's like until he has to do something or until something happens and he's basically trying to like communicate with angela or at least kind of like fill her in on on his history and everything and like her her lineage um but i agree i think he that was it's the most confusing aspect but i have a couple of uh ideas i can give you yeah go for it one one thing before we jump into it um i could potentially say i'll I'll save this to the end okay it's it's kind of like a, a side point okay so all right, so I'm going to unleash a bunch of theories here. Just bear with me. I want to get kind of like a small reaction from you at least. Uh, so there's a lot of shit going on, and most of it has to do with cloning. But um, the first one is is that people think potentially Lady True is somehow uh, somehow has, the, has a, the potential to time travel and like pulled Will out of history at some point and brought him to the future. Um, and it explains how she, like, things like how she got rich, how she knew where that thing was going to land in the opening scene, and kind of references, like, when she makes claims like she's building a clock or that the Millennium Tower is something that, quote-unquote, tells time, could really mean that it's a time machine in some form. Okay. Um, I like, I think that's, it's definitely reasonable. I don't think that she brought will back yeah i i think it's pretty clear that he's 105 years old i agree he was part is i think his timeline set i think he was yeah i think he's he's living in his modern day i agree i think that um the more likely uh thing is that you you kind of brought up that you know she's sort of our ozymandias for this uh this series so the other thing that people believe she could be doing is that the millennium tower is actually a going to be a almost uh like emp or kind of like a big empath bomb and she is going to when she uh how do i put this when she finally perfects the ability and technology to implant people's memories past memories into other humans she is going to set off this bomb that will essentially expose everybody to a collection of historic memories so like we saw her daughter dealing with the 
tragic Vietnam walk. Uh, you know, we have Will's history and family history dealing with the racism in Tulsa and that essentially she is going to try and eliminate racism or at least um, expose all of these racists and 7th Cavalry members to the memories uh, of minorities and, you know, the less fortunate, I guess, and that it will be the idea will be that she can eliminate racism, but as we've talked about, who knows what comes with that? Are people's minds going to be able to withstand kind of being just blasted with all of this new information at once? Um, that That's really all I, I saw about it, but I thought that that was very interesting. That would be really cool. I think that would fit in perfectly with all of the, you know, the opening scene with the 1921 Tulsa riots how it was this forgotten issue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that idea. That'd and be neat if that's the case. There's it, obviously it, a little extra legwork that needs to be done for how planned out it was because some people basically think that it's... Because, um, you know, uh, some of the reactions were like, well, why would it... Why Tulsa? Like, why this? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, the argument has kind of been, or at least the supporting theories have been like, well, because there's such a deep-rooted uh, history there, as we saw through the riots and this um, kind of glazed-over history, that it, it's like the it's like a great central point, I guess, or at least like test testing zone. Yeah, I think there there need to be something deeper than that. Agreed. Because that, that's a question, like, why Tulsa? I mean, I, I would honestly prefer it to be something like whatever crash landed. Yeah. That was a resource that needed, that she's using to build her device, and that she, it couldn't be moved. It, like, she had to build it there. Yeah. I, and how big is Tulsa? Like, I feel like it just doesn't, it doesn't quite track that there is, I don't know. Like, you're going to solve Tulsa, or you're going to solve racism and I think in Tulsa, and so what's that going to do for the world? Like Ozymandias was trying to solve world peace, so I yeah. think she she has to have a bigger target in mind. And I don't think it it needs there needs to be something bigger than yeah. just the fact that there was this one forgotten event in American history. Um, and there's a lot of and, the other yeah. thing is that there's a lot of talk about. Um, I don't. Are you familiar with the cosmic egg theory? Um, hit me with it. Uh, essentially, in a quick summary, it is the idea almost of uh, Buddhism, but it's the idea that uh, we as individuals are reincarnated in as every single person on the earth throughout history, and we don't become an enlightened being or like a, a actual being until we experience every single one of... Okay. Uh, those instances i'll send you a cool video after this but yeah i've, um, I've definitely I, I heard the phrase and yes but you, but like the idea so. i i know it from buddhism is like that you don't become a buddha until you have walked in like every single shoe out there okay and you learn you know and the idea is you understand and learn like all of the pains and all of the happiness all the emotions that everybody goes through in all situations so yeah i mean maybe her device is maybe it will it's big enough somehow to you know reach different parts of the world or maybe she has different devices that she's building you know that will 
kind of be like receptors to whatever um whatever she's you know signals she's putting out in different parts of the world and that's how that i would buy into that a little bit more than if yeah this is what it truly is like she's trying to get a collective consciousness going about yeah, racism. yeah and i think it's an interesting idea to explore i also think kind of you bringing up the idea that somehow uh it's dr manhattan in like theoretically in an egg um that lands there and maybe he is like asleep you know and she's harnessing his power um and it's also people have brought up just all the egg symmetry that is so prevalent throughout every single episode uh could just be the little tip-offs uh yeah i think yeah and and because it's like we don't when we see physical eggs in every episode you know we pick up on like what's going on here but we don't necessarily connect it to like that type of a theory okay i i would definitely be down if that's what happens i think it's the only yeah i think it's it's probably pretty likely too now that you know you kind of lay it out so the only thing that would i think there needs to be something more still mm -hmm. is that there's just from what i'm understanding of you know this theory is that there's just no human sacrifice part of it and that's that's like a root of there, I, I think there has to be massive human sacrifice. Yeah, it's just what watch Watchmen. You can't what you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Like there has to be some sort of like mass death in order for this to work. And well, maybe, yeah. Sorry. So I'm gonna hit you with a little like. So the I think that there could be groundwork laid for that uh in next week's episode did you watch the preview for next week i did okay so we're clearly going to get a looking glass episode yeah i'm i and it looks wait. great so the, <laughs> and he he has the fucking interdimensional like reconciliation okay. anonymous group or okay whatever. So, so that is so when the um it is comic it is graphic novel canon that when the giant squid event happened, basically it sent out, like I said, a like empath wave. And it basically like fucked up a bunch of people because it like made them more so think that this was real. And it basically like traumatized them. And what it seems like is that there's that, uh, I don't know if you remember the photo that came out of like a person standing outside of like a hall of mirrors and there's just all those dead bodies there from oh yeah from the show yeah yep. so i've been waiting for that scene to happen so what it seems like is that that person who lived was looking glass and that he oh, gets he got okay. blasted in the brain in, while he was in a hall of mirrors when the squid attack happened oh and so maybe because he was in the hall he survived yeah. and everybody else died yeah and now okay but basically that yes yeah, so that's... that could be not only giving him a really cool backstory but could be laying the groundwork to show us like when these types of things happen yeah it kills a bunch of people because like i said okay. maybe their brains can't handle it so you said empath wave yeah i think that's i i hope i'm using the that's what I saw. Let's let me. Yeah, look that up really I quick. Think empath so is like, um, no, not. While you're looking, I just want to once again say how 
I think my favorite scenes so far are Ozymandias. I bet most people would say that just because it's it's so fun and weird and new and interesting and mysterious. But by far, my favorite character so far is Looking Glass. Mm -hmm. He's just, I don't know. It could just be Tim Blake Nelson that he's a character I always kind of gravitate to when he's on the screen. Or an actor, I should say. But his character is also just really quirky and mysterious and i i know we're gonna learn a little bit more about him um and i'm excited to see that he is going to be you know more of a prominent character we've only gotten little bits of him here and there but i hope we don't get too much i hope we don't see all of the mystery about him because i yeah. think that's what makes him so interesting i, I agree. mean he's i would say at the moment he's in terms of like like mystery mm-hmm he's only topped by lube man in terms of our our vigilantes that's the only one who's out lubing him but we can't really we don't know too much about him even Mm -hmm. though he's aside from sister knight he's been the vigilante that we've kind of heard from the most yep and i think that at the moment that's really playing up into his character because it's like the opposite with angela we know everything not everything but we know pretty much all we could possibly want to know about her story at this point I don't get the feeling that we're going to get a whole lot more backstory with her. We kind of know why she is well, who she is. I might change your mind about that in a minute. Oh, you motherfucker. Um, but basically, an empath, yes, is a uh, science is a science fiction uh, term. A person with the paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. Okay. Well, let's get um, on with it then. If you're about to change everything, so, all the smart shit I just said, you're about to undo. So. so the other thing is people, dude, are going wild with clone theories. So people think Angela oh, is I, a clone. Okay. People think Angela is a clone and she was actually killed on the White Knight and then like recreated. And that's why she doesn't remember or question like what happened to the second attacker when Judd brings it up in the hospital. Or, like, where her husband was, because in potentially in being cloned, you know, who's to say Lady True could not selectively put memories back in you? Uh, this is why people think Will is purposefully leaving the pills, because um, not only as an old man does it possibly help him, but they think he is trying to give Angela the ability to unlock her. Uh, essentially, like deepest locked away memories that have been kept from. So, her. She, so he wants her to take the pills. Yes, that's what people think. That's why he purposefully left them in the car, even though he had like no reason to. Um, I don't want her to be a clone. I don't. I don't think it would be a good thing for her character. It's definitely. It would be a very weird thing to just like. I don't. I don't. I don't sense, know. But I, just I don't know don't what the end it. game for it would be. I guess. I think it would. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It would. I don't want to say it would invalidate her character. Um. And you know maybe if they do it, I. I honestly didn't have never considered that, but I, it just reminds me of. I don't know. I would have to think of it. I don't want to make too many comments on it just in case it is true or something and it ends up being really good, but it just seems like she's such a great, uh, like, well-crafted character at the moment. I and agree. 
I don't want it to I be think, true. Oh no, she's a clone. I thought it you was know, at like least... all of, all of her histories are just implanted into her mind, and she's you know just doing this because that's what she was programmed to do. Well, it's like, oh, okay. So people think she could also be a clone of the baby that Will found when he and saved when he was a child, because mm, basically, okay. like Lindelof has talked about how the like main focus and theme of the show is about legacy and like legacy being passed down um so i yeah i don't know um so if we're doing the percentage thing at the moment i would say i'm like 10 percent on her being a clone. okay and then people like also think I'm, that that barely moves the needle for me but maybe there's more to it that i'm not seeing like there's other signs that have kind of been easter eggs that have been dropped in i but... agree with you i don't want it to be true because i don't want it like i, I agree i think that she is such a like just strong cool character that they have created i don't want them to take away from her individuality or her feeling of individuality yeah i think that would kind of in a way just make her another it would almost be turning her into a plot device sure where she's just a character her it's not a story about her anymore it's a story about you know this she's just her character exists to move the plot forward. Yeah, I also I think, think it's a would... pretty like negative outlook on life and kind of the story of like, oh, your your life kind of doesn't mean anything. Like it's all. Yeah, like what? It doesn't. It's not. It's not a strong. And or she's good. Yeah, and if she's like at the moment the most probably righteous character that mm-hmm. we have, and it turns out that she's, you know, she she does have like a a tough backstory, but at she's trying to do right and while she does have like more brutal tactics her heart's in the right place and i think it would just kind of cheapen her if she was a clone and all of that was pre-programmed or pre-decided you know as we've seen like you can really shape the clones to be exactly what you want them to be it might be interesting if she's a clone and somehow it's like a finn type situation where she like broke from the ranks and kind of became her own person um but it doesn't sound like that's what the theory is like finn from star wars i mean where she like kind of defied the system that was trying to create her to be just kind of like an arm of their their big plot whatever for whatever reason why they cloned her um i think i i hope that's not the case if it is I'll hear him out, and I'll I'll see how it unfolds. But yeah, it doesn't okay doesn't move the needle too much for me. And then the last thing I have for you, which I think is very interesting, is um, people are running with the idea that her Angela's husband Cal is potentially Doctor Manhattan or a again uh, a Christ like figure to Doctor Manhattan's God. If that does, if that makes sense. That, let uh, me hit you with let me know. hit you with let me hit you um so basically the the actor that plays uh cal yaya abdul mateen the second he's like a, a up-and-coming actor he's not just like a nobody that was cast okay okay he has but just focusing just on the story the though. one thing that he has said about his role that to me doesn't really make sense yet is that he had to get into really good shape for it um on top of this 
There have been. There is a weird thing where Lori. Keeps, Dude, it's not easy to hold another human being up on a dresser. And then, uh, as we've seen through like a couple episodes, Lori like keeps obsessing over how hot Cal is, like how you know how hot Angela's husband is, and. And even upon their first interaction, it's kind of interesting how his response to her using his name was, do I know you? As if, which, common, common reaction to the, you know, but uh, I think could be a very specific choice of words, as if, like, there is a familiarity there. Um, not that there, again, and not that he does know her, but... If you're running with the idea that this could be like a, he is connected to Manhattan or Manhattan in some way, um, it would you know their past relationship could signify a why she is so uh, oddly attracted to him and why that might have been the prompted response. Uh, in this past episode, Cal also kind of revealed he's a pretty uh, distant and emotionless type of guy. We sort of know that he. Uh, avoids conflict uh, we saw in the I believe episode before this when the three kids their three kids uh, biological like grandfather shows up basically he calls Cal a coward for kind of not answering the door and everything uh, in this episode we see the kids ask about like heaven and hell and he just straight up hits these young kids with uh, you're born out of nothing and when you die there's nothing and yeah, definitely a Manhattan-esque comment um, right there. And how he just does you know, he doesn't like to lie. He always tells the truth. That's... The fun fact about this theory is that um, so... He's got a blue dick. So... Oh, sorry. So, we know that uh, there is this Dr. Manhattan dildo, and it is... I forget if it was shown God. on screen, but based off of the PDPedia files that have come out with this episode... The uh, device was titled on the blueprints Excalibur, which when you break down, his name is Cal Abar, Excal Abar. Uh. And the main thing about this is that it comes back to the uh, potential cosmic egg theory, and it could be the idea that Manhattan uh, either, you know, realize either failing in uh, creating new life or just sort of wanting to... Uh, expand his knowledge I will say uh, decided to kind of wipe his own memory and replant himself on earth in a new way to gain a new experience while also reconnecting with humanity okay I'll give that one about (laughs) I thought that that was a pretty good uh, one it's good it's good I'll give it a 17.5% I I honestly hope that we just don't see Dr. Manhattan now. After first we have confirmation that there's a blue man in this show at some point. Yeah, they fucking went to a blue man group <laughs> show, something. Uh, first, it's Topher. Topher's Dr. Manhattan. Well, no, so that's the maybe other thing. it's people think no, that it's, there it's could Will just Reeves. Be... He's for sure Manhattan. <laughs> oh no, now it's Cal. I honestly hope that. We just he just doesn't show up or all we see is his hand or something like that. Like Yeah. I don't know. I I don't want that there to be that type of like here comes the band type thing where there's like a big seemingly like unearned plot twist at the end that has only been alluded to 
through the tiniest of Easter eggs that nobody would figure out, you know, unless you really go on Reddit and like read fan theories. It's Fair like that, I, I kind of feel like that is somewhat cheap too. Like it, it would feel a little unearned to me and just kind of like almost a fan theory. Like, oh no, yeah, this guy's Dr. Manhattan, like living in a human body. And let's just, that's the story we came up with. Like it just doesn't. Personally, I think that that one makes sense because I do think that Manhattan in a quest to kind of uh, learn more about life and creation uh, would potentially as a god uh, realize that maybe all that's out there is Earth and the humanity that's on Earth and after exploring the galaxy or something and he has decided that the only way to truly reconnect and learn more about it is if he rehumanizes himself. Yeah, I guess that's one way. That's and really again, the only it could be exp- the, like, the idea of like Christ and God, where it's like he, it's like Cal, you know, it's as if he is like mind wiped. Like he doesn't necessarily know what he is. Like he's a dormant part of Manhattan. But would he, would Dr. Manhattan really do that? Like isn't in his mind, he's he sees things so black and white that yeah and that's where or are you saying like he so you said like he sees that there is you know some humanity left that he wants to be a part of so this is his way of like understanding it yada, i'm saying yada. if he if he hit the point where he realized um he, he can't create life without having a connection to it or he can't experience life because this whole thing is he says he's gonna like go off and explore humanity or explore the galaxy and then uh, also like try to create life like he tells adrian that in the graphic novel um okay and i'm kind of wondering you know if you're if you are a god with this capability right and you um you start creating life but you're so detached at this point how can you how do you how do your uh beings not turn out like for instance mr phillips and miss crookshanks where it's like right until you start telling them what to do but then how do you tell them what to do and I think he, I could see the character potentially realizing, like, that essentially he can't just create beings because he is so detached. And therefore, the only way to learn more about creation and life itself would be to continuously, like, replant yourself within it. Okay, so... It's, a, it's, like, a, it's like the Dr. Manhattan life cycle. I get it, yeah. I don't... It's not terrible. I definitely get it, um... I think it's an interesting path they could explore. I because yeah. my whole thing with teasing the character being featured in the show is like yeah, it's kind of what you said like what would be why would he come back? Because there was no he really didn't see a reason to hang around. So the two questions that brings up, say that's true then. So number 1 is he is it going to turn out he's He's like a, you know, puppet master pulling the strings. Is he? How much is he controlling about what's going on? Um, no, I don't think any. I think it would just so be he's if just, there's a big okay, enough. Okay. I th- and I think potentially, unknowingly, this if Lady True sets off something like a telepathic bomb, that could awaken his dormant memories. So then, my other pro on the flip side of that, then so he just happens to be in a body that happens to be in the town where you know 
all this big shit's going down and he just happens to be in a relationship with you know the leading vigilante who's tracking down all this stuff it just seems like too many coincidences for me um, yeah that, and that's fair and that's definitely a good point yeah i don't i think that would again just be like really really lazy writing if he okay. just on e- on either end i think it it would be if he is like controlling things and kind of doing all these subtle manipulations to get things to go a certain way that's you know i i, I don't really like plots that unfold like that um it just isn't quite believable to me and then on the other end if it just is all coincidence then it's like because i mean dr manhattan knows all you know he's a god he is god basically so it's like he how would he just randomly choose this one life that and it just happens to be in the you know dead center of all this other major shit that's going on um yeah that's fair yeah no i'm 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 down to 15 percent on that one <laughs> um <laughs> no i we'll see we'll see yeah i, I just think... wanted to throw them out there i thought they were interesting. yeah i like it they are no i he's dr manhattan is gonna come back for sure he's gonna have a probably pretty big role to play and cal is going to have a bigger role too i don't necessarily think that that means mm-hmm. they're gonna be the same role um but who knows again we're, we're, we're four episodes in i don't mean to just like you know toss the, the theory no, aside, no, no, no. but just from what we know i think that if it unfolded kind of how it would have to given what we know currently about the character and dr manhattan then um I, I don't think it would be a great decision but if again we could learn more too so yeah I, I, i'll leave it open okay i'll, I'll keep it at that 15 percent for now but i'd say it's it's unlikely and i kind of hope that that's not the route they go mm-hmm. if i i want dr manhattan just to come back as himself um yeah that's yeah i get it i don't want it to be like no he's been you know her daughter or her son the whole time like and he's been there or it happens to be sister knight's boyfriend or husband or whatever he is mm-hmm. it's like oh okay yeah okay that's kind of how i would feel about that like oh, okay I, yeah <laughs> that's what it is that's it's kind of right. like at not to this does not ruin well okay it's I won't say anything, um, but I just finished reading Doctor Sleep, which I like a couple weeks ago. And at the at the very end, and this is one of the changes in the movie that they took out, but two main characters just kind of seemingly end up being related, and it's like it it had no purpose to the plot, even though it kind of like developed the plot in a different way, and it just kind of felt like a lazy plot twist that was pretty unbelievable and it would kind of remind me of that it, it like i was like uh no this seems like it's just made up to me mm-hmm. so we'll see well let's talk about ozymandias now okay so we baby i think got the most kind of clarifying info out of this episode while it was still super insane so uh like you said we saw uh <laughs> Something went down where he slaughtered all of his servants. He, As he said, he had a bad night. Um, or he had them kind of kill each other. And he joined in on what he, I assume, views as fun. And um, 
But he has a quick solution. He pops down to the lake. He pulls out some like crab cages or lobster cages, and uh, there's babies in there. And he, yeah. he throws away the. He only needs one male and one female, so he tosses the other ones back, and uh, pops them into a big microwave. And it turns out this is how he makes his Mr. Phillips and Miss Crookshanks. <laughs> Ta-da! Um, yeah, they're like slimy, translucent-looking babies. Like they yep. almost look like squid babies or something like that. <laughs> like they look like a human version of the baby that Will Smith births at the end of Men in Black or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like right. they had a, a weird like film on them, and they were not normal baby color. Yeah, which I I just loved. That was again that was one of my favorite scenes from the entire show so far it was just, i agree it was awesome it was a great piece of imagery it was just so funny so so weird and, and really enjoyable to watch and then on top of this we also get filled in that um the place wherever he is it was actually like presented to him as a paradise and it is in fact a prison and uh pretty much that he is testing the barrier of this prison uh we see him launch the dead bodies that kind of disappear through the barrier yeah and uh it looks like next week we are going to see him we are going to hopefully see what's out there i am very excited for his scenes next week um but what do you have to say about what we saw in this episode yeah so for first things first i think that they made it pretty clear that he's on the moon yes through that transition yeah, I agree. which I don't that, know if you guys mentioned that. No, or if I think, you just didn't, I like, think put it in together, my but. like delirious, I just said like he's. I think I said, oh, it's clear he's like on Mars, but I really just meant like in space because yeah, that transition okay. was so on the nose. I thought of like right, you know, why else would they do it um, when the moon hasn't been referenced or talked about at all otherwise? Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a just a great way to. It, so there was just a tiny, a slight, like maybe one sentence too much of exposition in that scene where he was kind of, you know, very like acting out like I'm trapped in this prison and now I'm going to get out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, I think we kind of put that together at this point and mm-hmm. you could have shown that just by launching the bodies like that was you, you didn't quite need to explain it that much i think everyone understood it Mm -hmm. but um besides that i thought it was it was really just pretty funny and just the whole transition of whatever song he put on and then he took a bite of cake yeah he's done this so many times before like he has his routine and you can hear them screaming in the background you know first baby screams and then they slowly become adult screams and then he knows oh you're not gonna be able to speak for a couple more hours it's like this guy is just he treats them like cattle pretty much um i hope we find out what happened on his very very bad night yeah um it kind of felt like maybe he just made them all kill each other Mm because it seemed like he wanted to just use them to launch into the atmosphere to like I, I, i guess i don't get why he was launching them just to get rid of them like or maybe he was trying to see exactly how far away it was or something like that but yeah he he definitely he went ham and he fucking killed 
more people than he probably has in one night since he dropped a squid on New York City. Yeah, the other thing, I thought that this, I think that this episode made it, in my opinion, it shifted my thought again. I think that this was why they held on to uh, revealing just who Lady True is and what she's about, because I think it's pretty clear that she's the one trapping him there now. Yeah, oh, because yep, I, agree. Um, I definitely agree. So the other file in the PDpedia is that it's basically a transcript uh, of Lori when so essentially Lori and Night Owl still operated as vigilantes and it turns out they stopped and killed the Oklahoma City bomber before he could um, conduct his terrorist attack and they're arrested oh, for it. Leary. And essentially they are arrested for it and she gets interrogated and the transcript finishes with her saying if i basically like saying like if i what if i told you what really happened on 112 which is the giant squid day so essentially we know that she struck a deal with the feds to uh reveal everything that happened and what uh adrian's plan was what he actually did and uh my what I assume probably happened is that that information came out and then uh, whether it was publicly or privately, the government obviously was going to do something about it because you're not just going to let that guy get away with things. Um, So I don't really know the timeline, but I'm assuming it's not, again, it was probably a case they built up, not just like she tells them that and they go arrest him. But uh, presumably I assume that essentially Adrian got to the point where he knew he was going to get taken down because of what he did and Lady True, whether he was already kind of familiar with her or working with her or she approached him and uh, was basically like, hey, I have an escape plan for you. Um, We have saw in this episode she also can create biodomes as she has her native Vietnam, you know, place. I guarantee she was like, hey, we can set you up in this place on the moon. Tell us what you want, um, setting-wise, and we can basically give you enough to survive, let you stay there, let you fuck around with whatever experiments you want, um, and give you this paradise. And you can run wild with whatever you want to do. And when you're in the clear or when enough time has passed, like, we'll come and let you go. And I think that they could... Again, there's a little more uh, fill in the blank that needs to be done, but it would also make more sense to me why uh, she took over her his company. We've seen obviously like her character idolizes him. She's experimenting with all the same type of stuff, uh, with like cloning, gene splicing, uh, taking it even further with like the memory implants and stuff. She has the statue of him, um, but then it would also make just as much sense because she is so like him. To basically screw him over. And the minute that she does complete all this, take over the company and stuff, it's like, joke's on you. I just, you know, I played you. You're actually, you're yeah, stuck here. I think that's right. And she, I like that. And, I think that makes and, a lot of sense. And basically it would also make sense because she would want his company, not only because of its kind of uh, reach and stuff, but the assets because she, again, is trying to perform the same experiments. So that's all has to be right. valuable information right. to her. And um, again, I think she also was probably one of the few people who would uh, agree with 
his reasoning for conducting the squid attack. And I think that's why we're going to see she has a similar type plan to, you know, impact the the larger of humanity for a, a greater good. Okay. And I, and, and I think yeah, you know, that I'm excited for him to hopefully come back because I think that'll be, like, the biggest wrench that gets thrown into her plans. Right. And I think... I think, you know, even though they've... Ozymandias is clearly, like, to date, the biggest villain in Watchmen. Um, This show has portrayed him to be very likable. And a very interesting character that people want to root for. Everyone wants him to break out. We're on his side. I think it'd be cool if he got a little bit of redemption. Um, I... Even though he is "quote unquote" the biggest villain, I was kind of always on his side, like with the squid thing. I think it it, it worked. Like I I liked his plan, and I think he did create world peace. And he was obviously you know viewed as like a monster pretty much. But maybe this would be a cool way to for him to get some redemption. And I don't know if he would stop the event, but maybe maybe he would. Mm-hmm. Um. But maybe it would be a way for him to kind of I, I don't think he like feels bad about it, but in the minds of the viewers, if he came back and like kinda of saved the day in a way, um, it would give him a little bit of uh character redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm excited. I feel like his story, I am like so pumped to see him hopefully go through the barrier and start his return next week it looks like yeah even even if even wide open yeah even if he doesn't get off the planet next week i want him to at least kind of have success and be like oh hell yeah like it might take me a little longer but i i know where i am i know how far from earth i am like whatever i mean is it possible that yeah like you said maybe it was ozymandias crashing at the beginning i don't know i don't i i don't want to speculate on that too much i Mm -hmm. i honestly just don't think that we're supposed to know at this point yeah i agree i'd rather find out when we're supposed to find out yeah uh and then Um, the only other thought on this episode i want to bring up is loop man we've waited this entire time the weirdest fucking scene in this episode (laughs) but also the best scene well tied for the weirdest maybe yeah um, but what the fuck, dude? Like, we just get this the random fucking silver gimp suit, silver clad, thin fucking Slenderman figure, who's fast so as fuck. I kn- yeah, I know you. You and Chris were kind of debating whether or not he was working for Lady True. I think he definitely is. I, there's not really a question in my mind. I instantly thought of it. He almost looked Asian too. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. I just got like the instant I saw it, just I thought it was. I got he was, that like, vibe. It was yeah. I, I a think lady also true that, spy. I think also um, she obviously through the connection of Will is the only one who is one of the few people who knows uh, Angela's identity and potential like whereabouts and what she's right. dealing with. So like who and like t- who would have known right from the beginning obviously because she's been with will and like knew knows what's going on so she would be the only character um with enough foresight into the situation to have somebody like consistently tailing angela yeah i think that's a good point 
um, just compared to He's like you know fucking lube man, dude. That was yeah, and also she oh, would be God. the other person to like genetically engineer possibly a human that is just like skinny as fuck, fast as fuck, right. and can slip Lives his in way into a sewer. Yeah, he was. I love Lou Man. It was great. I hope. Yeah, Lou Man like, was hilarious. Her reaction, dude. I love Regina King so much. Like her just turning and seeing this dude, <laughs> being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it was. Oh man! And then I was, I was wondering. I was like, "What is he putting water on himself?" And then it's like, "Oh no, he's just fucking putting oil on himself, or like literally lube." Yeah. And then yeah, Red Scare. Oh fucking lube, man. <laughs> i don't know that was i it was so weird like how his lips were showing or its lips were showing it was just so unsettling it's definitely something that you'd like see in i don't know like a porn shop or something (laughs) like an outfit like that is it seems like a bdsm type thing like it was just really unsettling and yeah, I don't know. He was, I, I, I liked it a lot. But yeah, he just didn't seem to be hiding, like just staring at her in broad daylight on the bridge and then kind of like froze and just yeah. started running and lube, man. Yeah. I liked how the outline was literally like almost like a cartoonish, as he was like sliding into the gutter, it was like a cartoonish outline. Like you could see his head and yeah, arms. Um... He really lubed himself up pretty quick. Well, anything else you have on this episode? I mean, we pretty much... I got all of my uh, points out. Yeah, so just one one point that I wanted to make. Um, and it does look like this is going to maybe change a little bit or get better. So it's just one thing that I've been slightly disappointed about and got, like, really extra disappointed um, this episode was that the 7th Cavalry has... They really haven't been much of a a force to be reckoned with or Mm -hmm. they really haven't had too big of a role in the series so far um they're in the opening scene and it seemed like the cavalry was going to be the central kind of like villain entity in the show and there, we we haven't seen any ca- cavalry members that we know yet. You know they don't yeah. have like a main character to learn about. We don't know too much about them. They've only kind of been in the background. We saw them last episode, but it was in maybe like a staged scene. Which thinking back, if that was staged, why did they actually have this guy's heart hooked up to the bomb? That was seems like they didn't need to go that far. Um, if it was like a keen operated thing where he planned that it's like well why why even have him attached to a real bomb or something Mm -hmm. especially one like hooked up to his heartbeat um but yeah i was hoping that on that is that it just could straight up be that like they we don't need to know more about them is like there's no need to humanize them like they're just piece of shit racists yeah i I get what I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I get what they are now. Yeah. That that's, but I just going into the series, it made it seem like they were going to have a much bigger role, and they they seemed like so interesting. Like I want them to be more than just racists because there's no characters in Watchmen who are just that black and white. 
they're coming off more and more just like white walkers like they are just a plot device at this point and that's disappointing to me um it it looks like we're gonna see more of them though in the next episode Mm -hmm. because it shows uh lori in you know the police room where they initially you know where panda head is one scene um and they kind of let the guns go full blaze for all the cops um so hopefully we will see more of them and it's i forget if if i like remember correctly but i think like looking glass might infiltrate one of their bases or something like that i forget in one of the trailers i thought there was something with that so i just hope we see more of them at the moment it's just been it's been more about like the main characters that we're getting and if you know if that's the point of it then i guess i would if they're just supposed to be a plot device then that's fine but it's just not what i expected going in and i think it it serves the show better for them to just be a plot device and not try to make them out to be something bigger than they are like the white walkers and then have it be just kind of a side plot that ultimately is just like a you know bridge to the bigger plot um which at the moment it's kind of what they feel like but we'll see i i just thought like with the whole rorschach religion that they're kind of basing them themselves off of it would have been really interesting to learn more about them and maybe learn that they did have some redeeming intentions that would balance out the police officers who also have redeeming intentions but have a lot of negative behaviors too i was hoping to kind of see both sides of of that coin for the calvary Mm -hmm. instead of just having them be the new kkk which again is i was hoping for a little bit more depth than that Mm -hmm. no very fair point we'll see it's still again only four episodes in i think that's something that everyone especially myself needs to just keep remembering and I think the season as a whole will be it'll feel a lot more whole and make a lot more sense once we kind of see where all these pieces land at the moment we're still seeing all of the pieces just tossed up into the air and we have no idea how they're going to spin how they're going to fall that sort of thing yeah fair enough well but overall yeah i mean i i did i did like this episode as i was watching it and now that when i listened to your guys's talk this morning i was again a little surprised but it kind of knocked it down a couple pegs for me um just because i was like "Eh, you know they're just still creating mystery now but now that we've talked about it i i really do think that it's it's gonna pay off and i'm excited and i think that payoff is going to just start happening um next at the you know midpoint of the the season next week mm-hmm. and then hopefully like the final four episodes are kind of a little bit more balls to the wall yeah um well i think that'll pretty much wrap up our discussion here um thank you so much for listening along to us talking about episode four if you don't like my story write your own this was like we said there's a lot going on in this show now so please feel free to hit us up uh, on Twitter. I want to hear any and every thought possible because um, I am very intrigued by everything this show is putting out there for us. Um, so hit us up. Find us at Locked in Pod on Twitter or Instagram. 
You can find Garrett at Locked In with G on Twitter. Find Chris at CKinger13 and find me at Blaze Hopkins. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating and or review five stars. Uh, it really helps us out in terms of podcast rankings. And as always, people, just remember, we're not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with us. Bye-bye.